Here we go. All right, we are recording. <laughs> Good morning, Mr. Tingle. Good morning, Jeff. How are you today? I'm doing great, man. Got up nice and early this morning and a uh, couple of posts, a couple of posts in your group, as a matter of fact. And uh, yeah, got the day started off right. Filled up with coffee. I'm ready to go. Ugh, I don't do coffee. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Sweet tea. Yeah, that's right. Sweet tea. Oh yeah, I forgot. I forgot where you're from. How can you forget, man? We're, <laughs> we're sitting here talking. But you know, we, we did a we did a a coaching call last night with Damon. Mm-hmm. And uh, I asked Jody. I said, "Do I sound like him?" She said, "Oh no, you're much worse." <laughs> <laughs> that's much worse. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Well, hey, um, you and I have been talking back and forth here for a little while. Um, <clears throat> I have been on your podcast one time, and I don't know. I think we kind of, uh, you know, developed this little this little relationship here, and and I really enjoy uh, really enjoy every time I speak with you. Uh, but you reached out to me here. I don't know. It's been a few weeks now, hasn't it? Um, I've, I've been putting out there, um, some information on, on marketing and things like that. So I want to, uh, maybe just have a little candid conversation with you about marketing and, uh, and put this out there to the, to the masses and, and, uh, you know, just provide some value and, and, uh, see if we can't, uh, uh help some people out. Sure. That's yeah. all right. Agreed. I, I love to talk about marketing and real estate. So, yeah. Now you're a, you're an old school marketing guy. I mean, I, I've got the old William Tingle ultimate guide to marketing mm-hmm. guidebook here in the forms. And man, I've been through this thing a couple of times now. And, uh, you know, some of these, some of this stuff has been around forever and I'm telling you, it just, it never, it never gets old. It, it It's always going to work. And, um, and a lot of the stuff in here, quite frankly, I, you know, I'm a, I do consider myself a marketer. You know, I, when I got into this business, I had really no idea the, at what level uh, I was going to have to be proficient at marketing. I had no clue. And I really consider myself a marketer. Um, you know, even though I might not be the greatest salesman, I, I, I love to market. I love to put a product out there and I love to, I love to see the responses that I get. I don't know how you feel about that. Well, I mean, for me, you know, when, you know, I like to keep things pretty simple and, you know, I mean, I, I see guys today talking about, well, we do ringless voicemail. We do this, we do that for years. I resisted those sorts of things. I was more of a, a hands-on knock on the door, you know, get something in their hand, that sort of thing. And I, I just think that the business that we're in lends itself to that, type of, of really direct sort of marketing. Of course, things are changing a little bit now. The demographics get a little bit younger and, and people tend to, to move more toward the, and we're actually, you know, starting to do some of that ourselves. But yeah, you're absolutely right. I'm, I'm more of a, an old school type of, you know, the, the old yeah. ways still work and they just do. You yeah, know? just and, the fact that this is uh, something I can touch. I mean, I, I love this. I, Quite frankly, I, you know, I do a lot, I do a lot of the same type of marketing that you're talking about um, as far as, you know, sending out, I don't, I don't do cold calling or anything like that. I think that's something that I think it's something we're going to see some, some changes coming in yeah, into play now. And I know that we differ on what cold calling actually is, you know, you know, if somebody's got their number listed out there on Zillow and, you want to give them a shout. I know that you would consider that a cold call and it, and it is because you've never, you know, you've never spoken with that person before. But what a lot of people are doing is, you know, they're, you know, they're skip tracing and I don't knock these people for doing it. It's whatever, it's whatever works, but they're, they're skip tracing and then they're calling people completely out of the blue. And, Mm. um, you know, I, I've been to several appointments where I've had the, uh, the seller would, would ask me, are you one of those guys that keep, you know, that 
keeps calling me, you know, it's like, no, it's not me. I, you know, I, I honestly, I stay white hat, you know, I, I stay, I want people really contacting me. Um, and I know, you know, reading through your, reading through your guidebook here, uh, I know that, uh, I know that you like to reach out to people. Um, I do, but yeah, but a lot of times it's, um, you know, when, when you're going to contact someone or you're putting something out there, yeah, you know, of course, if someone calls you first, you're in a much stronger position. Yeah. Right. You know, because typically what I find is when someone is to the point to where they're calling the we buy houses guys, whether that's a bandit sign that you put out or whether it's a magnetic on your car or whatever it may be, those people have already sort of pre-screened themselves to some degree. So, right. Right. Yeah, that's always, you know, the preferred method. But, you know, even the people that we reach out to directly are usually indicating that there's a high degree of motivation there. I've always felt like uh, the the, the laser focused sort of uh, rifle method, if you will, is is a better approach than the shotgun. Yeah, 100 percent, 100 percent. Yeah, your your guidebook accomplishes that like perfectly. I mean, you have a kind of a I don't know, just a just a straightforward way of doing business. So I, I, I love it. Uh, I'm a little fearful of going this route. I always have been, I'm, I'm an introvert by nature. Uh, so uh, I am a little more, I'm a little less outgoing when it comes to uh, that type of marketing, but reading through some of this, I can, I think I can do it. I think I can manage it. And Jeff, I'll tell you, that's the key right there. And that's what I tell people all the time. If they say, well, uh, you know, I just don't know about knocking on the doors or doing this and doing that. And and when, especially when you work in a local market, which what well, that was one of the things about uh, living back in, in the U.S. that I was excited about was getting to work in a local market when you can actually knock on the door and do something like that. So many people are so fearful of doing that. And that's why you'll have a high degree of success if you'll do it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I, I could totally, that just makes sense. You know, I just... Uh, you're weeding out uh, a lot of competition by just going up and knocking on the door. Yeah. I, you know, I can appreciate that. They're, they're just people. I mean, yeah, they, they have some, you know, circumstances going on right now, but if you approach them, you know, with a, with a, a caring sort of attitude and, and, and listen, you know, we're, we're in groups on Facebook and we see people posting all the time about, um, Hey, they need you a lot more than you need them. So if they don't want to do business with you, fine, just, you know, just get out of there and whatever. But people sense that sort of thing. If you, if you approach someone, especially if you're doing a direct sort of thing with a store, you know, a door knock or whatever, you know, with, with first, you know, a heart to, to help them, if you can, you know, people sense that. So I think right. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. hundred percent. Yeah. Um, so I just have a, a, a few, uh, a few things that I want to run through here. Um, and I sent you a, a couple of questions here that I wanted to ask you. Uh, cause I have, I definitely have my own opinion about a lot of these and <clears throat> we're, we're, we're into subject two deals. We do subject two deals. That's, that's, that's who I market to. And a lot of people will ask me, you know, how do you market to sub two sellers versus, you know, just your regular, um, I don't want to call them run of the mill, but your, you know, your average, uh, maybe a seller that a wholesaler might, uh, might market to. Do you do anything? Uh, how do you differentiate? How do you weed out the, the subject to what, it, what are the demographics and what are the uh, um, different motivations that you're looking for when you're uh, marketing uh, to possibly do a sub two deal? Well, the way I've always looked at it is I'm going to market to a certain type of person based on purely motivation. And, and, and that may be uh, what I call a soon to expire MLS listing, which is, um, you know, something that's been listed. Typically a, an MLS listing is something that's going to go about six months. You, sometimes they'll, they'll sign it up for three, but typically it's six months. So I'm looking for listings maybe that have been on the market for, for three months or more. It's on the backside of the listing. Uh, I'll market to those guys. Of course, we market to, you know, people in foreclosure uh, and that sort of thing, vacant properties, uh, anything that's going to give uh, a higher, maybe a higher degree of motivation. A vacant property 
that typically is one, you know, where somebody's making a payment on two properties or they're only making a payment on one because they can't afford to. But those are the types of people that will typically do some kind of direct sort of marketing to. Now, like you said, a lot of the stuff that we do uh, will be things like banded signs or there'll be things like magnetics on your car, uh, the use of business cards just everywhere. I mean, literally by the thousand. And as a local marketer, I think that stuff's really important. Uh, but that's the type of, 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 of people that we tend to direct market to. Um, and then you, you feel the calls, you feel the leads. And, you know, if something is more of a wholesale type situation, if that's not what you're into, then you know wholesalers. So you'll, you'll pass that lead on uh, for a fee or not, you know, just hand it off. I mean, I, I've given away hundreds and hundreds of leads before. Uh, mobile homes, things that I just don't mess around with. But to, to get back to your original question, uh, you know, once, I mean, you can market to a specific seller or, or potential seller that maybe indicators are they have a, a higher degree of motivation. But until you get that call, you really don't know what box that deal is going to go into. And that's when you have to listen to the story. Right. Uh, so, so as far as marketing, we're going to market to tent to people who would tend to fit in the sub two category. Now, will they? Not always. I mean, you can, you can call somebody up that's in foreclosure and unless you spend a lot of time already doing research, you don't know, maybe they're at, you know, 25% LTV on that house. Now they're going to be a sub two candidate. Probably not. Um, you will find people that'll give you a ton of equity, but yeah. by and large, it's going to be lower equity. So we just market to people based on our best guess. Gotcha. And, and that's going to be people that have uh, indicators showing a higher degree of motivation off the bat. Now, would you say that there is a, um, would you say that, but sub two sellers are, would you, would you maybe rank their, their, their levels of motivation that are required to actually, you know, for somebody to give you the deed, would you rank them higher than your, you know, say your, uh, I keep, I keep wanting to go back to the, to the run of the bill seller, but you know, because I personally feel like if somebody is willing to give you a deed to a house there, I mean, they are, they're probably going to be, you know, this is probably their last ditch effort to, to save themselves since in, in some sense of that, you know, right. Um, do you feel like that's the, that's the, um, that's the type of, of person that you're marketing to or, or, Although, wait a minute, I, I, I will tell you that like divorce situations, I have had divorce situations before where there has been a ton of equity in the deal. Mm -hmm. And it's, and it seems like divorce situations, a lot of times the person is, uh, the seller is more looking to get out of that situation versus getting, getting out of their current housing crisis. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, you know, there are certain life situations <laughs> that, make everything else seem minor, you know, and, and divorce is one of those. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, I mean, it really, you know, other things, they just don't matter. You just want to rid yourself of that situation. I think to go back to what your original question was, uh, are sub two sellers the most motivated, the most desperate, the most last ditch, this is the only opportunity I've got to get rid of this house. I would say surprisingly, you know, you would think that would be the case 99% of the time. But in my experience, I, I would back that down a little bit and say maybe three out of four sellers might be in that position. But, you know, 25% of them, they really, they want to sell for some reason or another. They may have uh, substantial equity. They may be current on their payments. The house may be just a bigger pain than they want to deal with. And if you go in and you, you act like you know what you're doing and you present it in the proper, you know, context, They'll say, yeah, I think that can work. I mean, I, I've had people, uh, the biggest deal we ever did, I, I think our, our total profit on that thing over six months was, was significantly over five figures, was a guy who had plenty of money. Uh, he, he, he literally saw my magnetic sign on my truck at a Chinese restaurant. Uh, we used to meet uh, uh, at, at a Chinese restaurant every Friday. It was a real estate group. And uh, he, he saw the magnetics, he called me, and uh, you know, they had lived in this house for, for many years, raised their kids, they built a great big house on the golf course, 
He was doing very well in life. He had meant to go over and do some updating to the house to sell it and just didn't have time. He was busy playing golf and enjoying his life. And, uh, you know, we went over there and made a deal with him. And he signed over, if I remember correctly, it was $60,000, $70,000 in equity because he just didn't want to fool with that house. He was tired of making the payments. He had plenty of money and just didn't need it. And, uh, you know, we went in and, and spent a few thousand dollars, new carpets and paint, updated some light fixtures, sold it on a contract for deed uh, to some folks who cashed it out really early. And, uh, you know, we made a ton of money on the house. Now, was that guy in foreclosure? Absolutely not. Was he behind on payments? No way. He probably had an 800 credit score, but just, just, he was just tired of going over. What he told me, the main thing that I, that I remembered about this house was he said, you know what? I'm just so sick of having to come over here and mow the grass, mm-hmm. you know? So he just walked away from it. And uh, so, yeah, I'd say three out of four times, they feel like uh, it's just something they have to do. They're behind on payments or they're in foreclosure. But you got you got those sellers that really just want to unload a problem. And if you offer a solution that works, they're okay. Yeah, that's, that's really interesting. Uh, you know, because, I don't know, there's just so many different, uh, so many different ways or so many different uh, demographics that a subject to seller can fit into. Uh, I personally have, I don't think I've, come across that situation. Um, but I was really, really surprised. I mean, it's been, I've had a few divorce situations that, you know, in that where, you know, they had a ton of equity in this house. There's no reason they couldn't have put this thing on the market, you know, or, or maybe they had forced, you know, they have forecasted that, you know, in this amount of time, I'm not going to be able to, to make the payments on this house. So right. I better get rid of it now. Well, it's amazing the number of people you'll run into sellers just in general who just don't want to list their house because, and hey, nothing against you agents. You guys work hard, but they just don't want to deal with a real estate agent. And I think some people are are that way about agents like, well, let's say, for example, I am about car salesmen. I hate to buy a car because I hate to deal with that that pressure sort of high sale sort of situation. Um, So, you know, there, there are just a lot of sellers that just don't want to list. They don't want... Uh, to get a call saying, hey, we're coming in 30 minutes, got a potential buyer. They just don't want to deal with it. They want the convenience of selling on their timeline. Uh, you know, maybe they're building a house. I mean, I've bought houses from people that were in the process of building. And you, if you've ever built a house, Jeff, you know how it is. The contractor says we'll be done in May. We actually get to move in in September. And they wanted the convenience of knowing that when their new house payment started, their old one would end. Plus, they didn't have to worry about moving into an apartment or interruption in their life. So just the convenience of knowing this guy's going to buy my house. He's going to close when we're ready. Um, you know, that's what they wanted. Yeah, I, I literally just did one of those. Uh, same, very, you know, I almost identical. Mm-hmm. She just didn't want to have to move twice. She didn't want to have to move her stuff into storage and then move it again, <clears throat> you know, into her new house. And, you know, it's interesting. I've done that a time or two and never thought about it until just now. Uh, that might be an interesting mailing list, people that are building houses. Hey, there you oh, go. New channel. I've about it before. So. New marketing channel. Yeah, that's right. Well, speaking of, speaking of marketing channels, I've been through your, your guidebook. But if you had to pick one, what is, what is your favorite? What is your favorite channel? Uh, favorite way to market? Yeah. Uh, well, if you're if you're a local um, investor, if you're investing in your local market, uh, my favorite way has always been to approach uh, free foreclosures. I mean, they're obviously somebody uh, now other than the ones that are in denial, and there's a high percentage of those that are. Uh, you know, they think somebody's going to bail them out at the last minute, and that's what their expectation is. Whether it's you know the rich uncle or a scratch-off ticket or whatever it may be, they just believe something's going to come through at the last minute. But uh, by and large, they have they have an scratch-off immediate... ticket. I like that one. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, really, everybody's got their retirement plan. You know, for some people, that's it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, um, but but they have obviously an immediate uh, need to get something taken care of. Some states are better than others. Uh, and when I was in Georgia, you know, we had four weeks between first publication and the auction. So there was a tight timeline. And uh, so I like pre foreclosures. You could go to the door, you can mm. knock on the door. Mm. Uh, I know you did a video for us a few months ago on your door drive. 
So you know, they're obviously my favorite. Now, if you work in a remote market, which I did for several years, it's just picking up the phone. It's the easiest, it's the fastest, anybody can do it. You don't have to have a budget. You can call 100 people a day or 10 people a day. It's just so flexible. If you've got 10 minutes now, you can call one person. If you've got a couple hours in the afternoon, you can call a bunch. And uh, you know you can rule them out very quickly. So I'd say in a remote market, my favorite marketing is the phone. And in a local market, it's uh, it's just to get get on their doorstep, knock on the door, ask them, you know, hey, understand your bank's uh, trying to take your house away. I'm here to see if there's anything I can do to help. And that help may be anything from from negotiating uh, some kind of deal with the bank and let them keep their house if their situation's changed. And we've done that. Uh, or it may be buying their house if their situation hasn't changed. So. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yes. Do you, do you actually go out? I don't know how much uh, direct mailing you do. Um, I love building lists. Building lists is my, is, you know, this ties into my, my desire to put out marketing that, um, that I can see results with. So I like to, I really like to tweak my list. Uh, and get them uh, super, super targeted, you know, super, I like to get those demographics narrowed down to a point where if I get a call, I know exactly who's calling me and, you know, and, and uh, I know what list they came off of and things like that. Do you still build lists like that? Do you still do uh, a ton of mailing or are you strictly picking up the phone? You know, I stopped mailing quite a while ago. I, when I was remote, uh, we had a few mailings that we would do, but again, super small list. And again, you're talking about pre-foreclosure, soon to expire listings. We mailed to divorce situations for a while and didn't get much of a return on that. Uh, you guys know, I, I just uh, actually relocated to Colorado a few months ago. I uh, got married recently, been on my honeymoon. I got to tell you, man, I haven't done much of anything except enjoy my life for the last few months. Traveled a good bit uh, and, and just had a really good time. We're just really kind of starting to get into the groove of things right now. And really mailing for me, it's, uh, I'm more of a, if, if we can talk to somebody right now, that's really what I want to do. And that's actually, uh, that's actually what we're, gearing up and actually starting to do right now is is contact foreclosures and and just get on the phone so uh, those are the things that we're probably going to focus on i'm not much of a mailer you know back when people would talk about i mail a thousand pieces five thousand pieces whatever i would mail uh 25 you know i would go through the mls and pick those soon to expires and and we tend to you know i, I get what you're talking about about drilling down when i talk about soon to expire listings I'm not, you know, I don't look for just one particular thing. You know, 90 days plus on the market is one of the factors. And we look for a couple of other things. We look for houses that are vacant. Uh, they've been on the house more uh, on the market more than 90 days with some notes indicating uh, seller motivation. You know, a lot of times agents put notes in there. Seller motivated, bring all offers, needs repairs, pre-foreclosure, uh, and things like that. And we're also looking for houses that have a price reduction. Now, all those things say to me, most people come into the market, they list a house with a realtor because that's just how you sell a house and they don't know any different. Right. And they sit there and wait. And a lot of agents, you know, there's a lot of hardworking agents out there, but there's some agents that list the house, put a sign in the yard and then they wait. And what I found with most of our buyers that have come through this, this, uh, this particular method have been that after the first 30 days, the first 60 days, if they have an underlying motivation thing happening, uh, then they're starting to question the agent. Why hasn't the house sold yet? We really need to sell this. Well, we need to get this house, you know, taken care of. And the agent's first response is, well, let's lower the price. Right. So, uh, so when you find those four things together, that, you know, 90 days plus on market vacant house, uh, notes indicating motivation and a price reduction, uh, you can reach out to those people in a lot of times. I mean, there's a very high percentage chance that you're going to find a deal there. Right. Very good. Uh, well, as you know, uh, or as we've discussed before, I, I'm a big time mailer. I love mail, but I don't, the way that I mail for subject to uh, deals uh, differs quite a bit from what your normal, I think what your, your normal, uh, maybe your wholesaler is going to do or something like that. Uh, I kind of use the same, 
tips and, and tricks that, uh, that a lot of wholesalers do. It's just that my demographics are just a little bit off. Maybe the financials are a little bit different. Uh, they look a little bit different uh, than what a, like a wholesaler is going to require. I think I, I did a podcast last week and the folks I did a podcast with were wholesalers and they just, they had just built a list where they required their minimum equity percentage was 50%. That was their minimum. Yeah. And I said, you know, although I do remember those days, cause I, you know, I've done quite a bit of wholesaling myself. I was thinking, gosh, you know, I think I could probably eliminate a good 50% of my competition uh, if I just didn't require that much equity, you know, so uh, that, that is definitely one of the things that I do uh, inside when I'm building these lists is uh, I don't require that much equity. If it's subject to, you just don't, you just don't, you just don't need it. It'd be nice to have, of course, a perfect situation would be something like what you were saying earlier, where you had that seller who had all that equity in the house and, and uh, he just wanted, he just was tired of it. But, uh, I think for the most part, uh, every list that I, that I build uh, is, is built with minimal equity requirements. Right. Uh, well, yeah, I agree with that. I mean, you know, for years that was our model, Jeff, mm-hmm. was just to, to target people who had zero to maybe 10% equity and, and come in there and just say, hey, you know, we can take over the payments and, uh, you know, especially people that have a house listed, you know, where they may have to come out of pocket. Uh, right. If you sell to us, you won't have to come out of pocket. We'll we'll get the the agents taken care of and that sort of thing. So, yeah. now when you were local, did you? Uh, how many times? Well, this is before you you moved out of, out of the country. But how many times did you show up to a a, a house and there's twenty, thirty other real estate investors standing there? You know. You know, I, I got to tell you, I've only had a couple of cases. Uh, where there was actually an investor there when I got there, and it wasn't numerous ones. It was, uh, um, this was one guy in particular, this, this one little house, probably a $80,000, $90,000 house, I remember that we did, and there was another investor there, and I just parked down the street and waited for him to leave, and of course, then I got there, made the deal, signed the contract, if this house needed a little bit of work, we actually went in and spent you know, some money doing a little light rehab on this house and then retailed it, but during the re- rehab process, uh, uh, of course, we always put a sign in the yard, you know, to advertise, you know, that we buy houses since mm-hmm. you've got an open space there to do it. And the investor actually called me and said, hey, he said, you know, he said, I had a, I had a verbal contract with that seller to buy that house. And I said, well, you know, fellow, you know, there, there aren't verbal contracts in real estate. You know that, right? And he said, <laughs> well, uh, you know, we had an agreement and this and that. He said, well, I'll tell you this. He said, uh, he said, I'll, I'll never show up to another uh, seller meeting without a contract. And I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> Tools you know, of the trade. You got to have it. You got to have it. You know, that's what I tell new investors all the time. You need to put together, you know, a, a buyer's briefcase and you need mm-hmm. to have every type of document that you may need, whether it's an option agreement, a sales contract, your addendums, your authorization release, your power of attorney, have everything you need in there so you can get it done. And, 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 and get a friend, and, and that's what I did early on. I had another, a friend that was another investor, and uh, we worked together, and uh, we both got our notary license. So if we needed a notary at midnight, we had access to one. So right, yeah. That's what you did. Yeah, I upgraded from a, uh, when I first got started, I had a milk carton. You know, you know those square milk cartons I had it in the yeah. back of my truck, had all of my stuff in there. Yep. I got a little fancier since then. I got a nice backpack now. Hey, but the milk carton worked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, no. I in my market, I, I would say that a lot of these sellers have got this. We've got a big rental market here, so a lot of the landlords, obviously investors, so that they they know the game. You know, they uh, they call as many people as they can to show up, and unfortunately, when you start when you're mailing those lists you're mailing basically the same list that everybody else is. So you get the same phone calls. Mm-hmm. But uh, so let's see. Well, and just let me a good question for you here. Go back to that. I'm sorry, but I just want to make a point on that. And for that reason, Jeff, especially in a very highly competitive market, 
like you're in, you've got to do things other people are afraid to do. You've either got to develop your own list, like what we just said, hey, maybe that's an idea. Maybe target people uh, with building permits or building houses, okay? Yeah. You've got to think outside the box. You've got to be willing to do things other people aren't willing to do, knock on the doors, you know, and, yeah. and that sort of things that other people are afraid to do. I think people get hung up too on, now I know I know that the message is, is important. I don't I don't want anybody to mistake that. I know that the for me if i'm going to send out a piece of mail i know that the message that's on that on that piece of mail is important but i'm one of those people i firmly believe that getting the mail to the to, you know getting getting your your message in front of a a seller is far more important than what's actually printed on the card they know what you're doing you know yeah um absolutely also what i would say in addition to that is that you know, there are different, there are different, like for me, if I'm going to mail, a, I'm mailing different lists. Let's say, uh, for example, I mail an evictions list. Yep. For me to just go out and see who's, you know, the, the, the uh, maybe the, the investors who are, or the landlords rather, who are going through an eviction right now, instead of just mailing them and then just, you know, throw my hands up in the air and, and maybe even I've got a schedule where I mail them, you know, every so often. I think understanding the process in your local market in your county about, let's say, let's talk about evictions, for example, knowing, uh, knowing how long it takes for an eviction to go through, knowing the exact process, you know, like we know every single Thursday that eviction court is, is, is uh, in session. That's right. So we will hit them on Friday morning or maybe even sometimes on Thursday but then understanding what has to happen after that. So I think, I think mail frequency is a, if you're going to do direct mail, mail frequency is a big one to hit on. I think it, I think you have to understand instead of just, um, and then systematizing that, but instead of just mailing something once or twice and, and being done with it, um, I think it's going to be a, you're just kind of taking stabs in the dark. You really don't know where you stand. Um, but I've, I've, we've actually been successful through understanding each one. We know the probate process. We've, we've gone and we've measured out exactly uh, what the average time it is or the average time it takes for a property to go through probate in our state. So now we're able to narrow down and fine tune when we're actually hitting those people. Right. And so um, I think understanding the right frequency, frequency at which you need to send this mail out is, is important as well. And I, and I know you don't do a lot of direct mail or, or none these days, as you say, but um, since I'm a, since I'm a direct mail guy, um, I think it's important. If, if anybody out there is going to do direct mail, I think it's something that they need to understand. Yeah. Well, I totally agree. And the example you're using on evictions is, is another good one. When I talk about the, the, the rifle as opposed to the shotgun, let me give you an example very quickly of how we handled uh, landlords in, in a local market. Uh, we would go down to the courthouse and look for what I call accidental landlords. Uh, you know, they're professionals. And then what I, what I call accidental guys, they're the ones that inherited a house or maybe they built a new house or bought a new house and they couldn't sell the other one. So the real estate agent says, well, why don't you just rent it out and I hire a property management company or something like that. Now, when, when you're going through open records in, in civil or magistrate court, uh, you actually go back into the records room and look at the filings, you pull the files on them and see who's filing an eviction. And what happens is in, in the side of the paperwork, it'll give you some information. Number one, it's gonna tell you uh, the tenant's name, it's gonna tell you the landlord's name, it's gonna tell you the amount of rent every month, uh, which you're gonna be able to calculate how many months behind the tenant is by how much the, the landlord's owed. If the landlord uh, is suing for, for, for uh, $3,000, and of course, you know, you know the rent's $1,000 a month, you know they're three months behind. Uh, professional landlords would never be three months behind, okay? Uh, only, and you'll find people that haven't been paid in three months, six months, and so on. You, you get where I'm going with this. Yeah. And yeah. those are the people we would target as far as mailing now, and we would even take that a step further. Uh, we would uh, actually be at eviction court every week 
and watch the cases and see what happened and then approach the landlord, you know, in the hallway with a card that says, hey, we buy houses all the time. We're tired of dealing with this stuff. We will take it right now. We will deal with that tenant. You won't have to do anything going forward. And we'll see if we can get you some of that back money you're owed. So, I mean, you talk about a direct approach. That is direct. And, uh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. And, 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 and that doesn't, you know, you can still send out your 10 or 15 or 20 postcards, but when you're there in court, and when somebody has just heard the judge say, well, we're going to give them a little extra time, you know, or whatever. And they haven't already, you know, they've already not been paid in three months or six months. In the meantime, they're either making that house payment or their credit suffering. And you're able to walk up and say, listen, you tired of dealing with that tenant? Let's go fill out some paperwork. And you've looked at him your last time. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, that's, 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 I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. That's your, your, you're right there. <laughs> you know, you're talking directly to the source. So yeah, that's, that's right. excellent advice. But awesome. you, I mean, you go down there to the civil or magistrate court. I mean, it's open records. Uh, they have to let you back and there may be some hoops you have to jump through to do it. And you may have to get a couple of letters of recommendation from attorneys, but if you're operating in these circles, you can get that stuff done. I'm telling you, there's, there's, yeah. there's ways. And but, that is you have to strip half naked. That's, well, that's the only real requirement to get in there. <laughs> people, people aren't ready for this. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We do what we have to do to get access. So. But that, yeah. again, that's the difference between uh, you getting a deal and those 20 other guys that go, man, I can't get a deal anywhere. Yeah. You, know, you figure yeah, out what that other do. people won't. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Well, um, now with, with, what is your success when you're calling somebody or are, are, what does your follow-up system look like? Are you, are you having to touch these people multiple times? How, how, my, how does that work? My, my, my sucky follow-up is well-documented. I, it's, it's, <laughs> it's well known that for, for all of my investing career, pretty much I've operated uh, with these and uh you know, I, we, we produced a software program to help with, with marketing mail follow-up several years ago. And, and the support that you have to do with people when you do software is just so intensive that, that we discontinued it. But I am looking at some, some marketing uh, tools right now that will help me with follow-up. Uh, I think you and I probably use some of the same stuff or, or that, I, that we're starting to look at. But um, but anyway, as far as follow-up on mailing, uh, what I've done in, in, in local markets is just use a series of postcards generally. I, I, we moved completely to postcards uh, in the past as, as opposed to letters. You know, there was a time when, I think it was Ron LeGrand that said that the longer the letter, the better, 10 pages, 20 pages or whatever. I, I don't agree with that. I think if you get a piece in somebody's hand that says, we buy houses, we solve problems, yeah. Uh, give us a call. I mean, yeah, I do specifically, I mean, there's, there's one mailing and one mailing that I do. And it's what we talked about is pre foreclosures. I will mail a letter. Yeah. Um, but the follow up to that, to that letter is all postcards and all of my other lists are postcards period. Yeah. I mean, I, and, yeah. And the frequency numbers game at that point. Right. Yeah. And, and the frequency is going to depend. Um, it's just like you said, it's the, it's, it's how the process works in your state. In Georgia, for example, you know, like I said, we had four weeks from first publication to auction. So you could mail them once a week for four weeks and boom, you're done. Now you take a state like I'm in now, Colorado, where the foreclosure process may take months and months. I mean, they could be on a really lengthy, you know, mailing program. So why not just go out, put something on their door or knock on their door. And, you know, and then at that point, you know, you may want to follow up again and say, right. hey, can I, can I reach out? Because nobody's going to say, no, this is what I find. If you make contact with a seller, even if they're adamant today, no, we're not selling. No way we're selling. You know, you have a conversation with them. And you say, hey, look, I get you want to keep your house. You want to stay in it. Uh, you mind if I check back in with you in a couple of weeks or whatever, see how things are going, see if I can help. Everybody's going to say, sure. Yeah. And guess what? The next time you talk to them, they know you. Then you're, hey, Jeff. Hey, William. You know, yeah, good to right. see you again. Just want to check in, see if there's anything I can do to help or, you know, if anything's changed. And uh, how many people just don't follow up at all? So if you can right. do that. The majority, I would say. you got a much better chance of yeah. getting something done. Yeah. Um, Pre-foreclosures is a <clears throat> very special list. I mean, obviously, 
the motivations, the right motivations are there and everything. Um, I think that's one that you need to, you know, I think right now, last time I looked, we are at near record low on foreclosure inventory. I mean, it's mm -hmm. so ridiculously low, but I still think it really makes a whole lot of sense uh, to go out and, and market to these folks. Yeah. And uh, I agree. Yeah. I, I guess, um, you know, I'll take some of, some of what I'm learning from you here and, and some of what I already do. And I'm going to, I'll create a little hybrid system for myself. I'm, I, I like to be, uh, my wife's in the next room and, and she is, she's, she's my main help when it comes to doing this, but I, I love to have something that I can look at and I can rely on something that uh, meaning a system, a system in place for every, a process for every, every piece of mail I send out every, every piece of follow-up that I, that I do, uh, whether that be through, uh, texting or, or whatever. Um, but pre foreclosures is one of those things. It's not unlike a lot of these things on, as far as list building goes, but you really, really need to have systems in place to, uh, you know, to reference and no system is going to be perfect, but if you can get to 80 to 90% uh, efficiency in that system, I think you are, really doing better probably a whole lot better than your than your competition is well the, the key is is this this is what people need to know you can buy a system and unless uh where you're located where you're going to be using it is exactly the same as the person that put it together the chances of it working perfect perfectly for you are not very good it will need some refining based on if you're working pre-foreclosures and the guy that wrote the courses in georgia it's probably not going to work well for you in new york it's you have to know how the process works where you live yep. and then you have to, you know, you have to fine tune it just a little bit and yeah. you know, yeah. always be willing to change it up just a little bit. And, yeah. 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 Well, uh, I know you're not big on, um, we've had this discussion. I know you're not, you're not techie. And, uh, -huh. I, and I think uh, anybody that knows you probably, uh, probably knows that, that about you. Um, but I do a lot of online marketing. And, uh, you know, I think that's something that I'm, I just want to briefly touch on just because, you know, I think a lot of people get out there and they start this online marketing and they uh, mainly like pay-per-click Google or something like that. And I don't think they really realize how incredibly scary, expensive this can be if it's, if it's done incorrectly. Right. Um, so have you ever, you did a little bit of a, I think for your coaching business, you did a little pay-per-click, correct? Yeah. When, when we got started with the, the coaching 15, 16 years ago, we did some pay-per-click and spent a ton of money even then on it. Now it was profitable, but you know, we had somebody that sort of knew what they were doing. Mm -hmm. I obviously didn't do it. I didn't have a clue. And uh, I mean, you can, you know, it's like anything else. You can spend a lot of money and it can be profitable for you. But as yeah. far as, it's doing that for uh, for targeting buyers, you know. As other than you know, trying to have a website that you try to rank a little bit better and using some keywords, which is very basic stuff. No, we haven't. We haven't run Google ads or Facebook for that matter. You have any plans on on anything like that in the future? Are you kind of sticking sticking where you're at, where you're comfortable? Actually, actually, that was a conversation that Jody and I had last night. We do want to. I mean, we use Facebook Marketplace, and that's been successful. As a matter of fact. Uh, you know, we were joking about that too. When, when I met Jody several years ago, she said she thought, you know, us sub two guys were house bandits. You know, we ran around stealing houses from people. <laughs> she was a wholesaler and that's what she did for years was flip houses and, and yeah. that sort of thing, short sales. And, uh, you know, she just did her first sub two deal uh, a couple of months ago and she did it with an ad in Facebook marketplace. So, um, but, uh, but otherwise, uh, Yes, we are actually uh, talking about doing some Facebook ads. So I may be uh, reaching out to you for some information on that. Yeah, I personally, I, I'm a, I'm a pay-per-click guy. I, I, I'm, let me rephrase. I'm a Google ads guy. Um, my very first, well, the first three houses that I bought were all sub two deals. And each one of those was found through Google, you know, through paper, through uh, Google ads. And that's when I realized that I really love the white hat type of marketing. I didn't, I, you know, I didn't like to be, um, 
you know, blind calling people that had no clue why I was talking to them. So, um, but I, I did experience a lot. In fact, my first year in this business, uh, I tripled my W2 salary. And, uh, and it was all through pay-per-click. It was, it was just, it was just fantastic, you know? Um, and so anyway, if anybody out there is looking at, uh, at, uh, Google ads or, uh, uh, or pay-per-click, seriously, do do your homework. Um, find somebody who is a, um, who is known as the thing I'll tell you, I'm going to interrupt myself here. The thing that I will tell you about a lot of these folks that you see online is what they're going to do is they're going to set up a, a, baseline set of keywords. They're going to let your ad run for a while. Um, they may or may not manage it correctly. So I, I would be, it's like anything else. You've got to be hot. You try, you know, try and be hyper local, um, super, super targeted in your ads. Um, and just be careful who you pick, pick somebody local if, if you're going to, you know, or pick somebody who's smaller in size um, that can actually go in and manage ads for you. That's my advice on it. Well, and that's, and that's one of the reasons that, that we fail to do this. I mean, I have considered Facebook ads and have run a couple uh, because, you know, you get in on that pretty cheap. Now, Google's a different story. They, they're, they're pretty expensive. You can really, uh, if you don't watch that thing every single day, what your balances are, <laughs> I think it can be a nasty surprise. But yeah. uh, most of the people that I've run into that say, yeah, we'll do Facebook ads, and this is, they're, they're very vague on what kind of results you can expect and the prices are, are insane so um yeah picking somebody to do that, that that's one of the challenges that's one of the reasons that we we haven't even attempted right. it yet yeah well um i guess you know i don't know where we want to go from here but um i have got uh, something to show everybody and i've got something to share with everybody here uh, let me jump to, I'm going to see if I can't share my screen here. Give me one second. Wow, I'm terrible at this. I really am. So listen, I know what you're talking about. I, I learned just enough about these programs to be able to turn them on and turn them off. And otherwise, well, how long did it take us before this call? Even we had to, <laughs> oh, I know it was like 20 minutes trying to figure it out. Well, they, they want us to update to the new version. How do we do that? So, yeah. yeah. All right. Can you see my screen? Yep. All right. So let me explain kind of what we have done here. Um, very recently. Now, well, you know, William has, you have your own coaching program. You have, uh, you have a, a ton of excellent products here. How long did it take you to write this book? Uh, probably, uh, if I can remember, we just updated it last year, but uh, it, it probably took two or three months. I mean, by the time you, 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 you know, you know things, but what you find is in, in teaching this stuff, you know things just intuitively and you forget other people don't when you start writing it down and you remember, oh yeah, I need to tell them about this or, or this or this or this. And then just the process of editing it and putting it a format where it flows naturally and just all the other components. There, there's a good bit to putting together a, a product. It's not just like you sit down one night and uh, put everything out, you dump everything out of your brain onto a piece of paper. There's a little bit more to it than that. Yeah, that's, isn't that the truth? You know, um, I've given classes on, on uh, subject two and I find I get halfway through the class and then I have somebody raise their hand and go, Hey, can you explain this subject two thing to me again? <laughs> you, know, like, you know, because I just automatically assume I'm definitely guilty of it. I automatically assume that these folks know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, so what I have done and what I've put together here is I have gone in completely 100% revamped my course. Now I still, I still offer it to the people out there that have, uh, have already purchased it, but uh, I'm no longer, it's no longer available to the general public. Uh, what I've decided to do, and based upon the feedback that I that I received from that course, I've decided to actually break this down into much more manageable pieces. 
so that it's not, I mean, there's, we got to be honest, subject two is a, is a topic that, you know, it just seems like, it seems like there's a, there's a mental block for people to, uh, for investors to be able to get past when it comes to subject two. A lot of people will just, you know, they'll avoid a deal altogether if, you know, if there's, you know, instantly not any equity in it. So, or something, you know, something along those lines, it, it never even crosses their mind that there's such thing as, you know, such thing as subject to investing or, or owner financing in general. And so uh, what I decided to do was I decided to go ahead and break this thing down. And what I've, what I've put together was I started with my weakest point first, uh, as far as the course goes uh, that I previously offered. I was weak in, in the marketing as far as getting the marketing out there uh, to the, uh, to the students in that course. So, you know, I'm, I'm a kind of an overachiever. <laughs> yeah. And if somebody tells me that a product that I've put out there is, is no good, then I'm going to go in and I'm going to hit that hard. And so that's exactly what I've done here. Uh, I've created a marketing for, uh, for subject to, for motivated subject to sellers course. Now I'll tell you right up front, this course is not entirely complete. We are either editing or adding content to this course as we speak. Uh, and the way that we break this course down is we break it down into offline, which you can see here. And this is actually, in, you're actually looking inside the course right now. This is actually what it looks like. So we break this down into two different categories of offline marketing and online marketing. I will tell you that the online section, the online portion of this course is we haven't even begun. There's a lot that needs to be developed in that, in that section of the course. However, inside, inside our marketing course here, I'm going to show you what we have so far put together. Now, I, I told you that I am, uh, I'm big on, on building lists and whether those lists are used to pick up the phone and cold call people or mail, whatever list building is at some point, I think in any real estate investors career is going to be just a, it's, it's a necessity. You're going to have to know how to do it. You're going to have to learn this. And a lot of people right now already know how to do this quite well. What I see is a lot of people are, they're not putting that effort in there to make these lists super focused and especially when it comes to subject two. If you're looking for subject two deals, it's a different kind of seller. They have different motivations. They have uh, different criteria. So what I have done is I have gone through every single list. Uh, these are amongst the most popular that I see out there, people marketing to. And what I've done is I've gone through and I have actually detailed inside each one of these lists, the best methods that I have discovered for marketing to subject to sellers. This is subject to specific, although you are going to have some run over into just your regular, uh, you know, your regular, I, I keep going back to the run of the mill sellers. You know, not everybody is going to be a subject to seller, uh, but my goal behind this entire course of marketing for motivated subject to sellers is to weed out anybody, anybody who is not, um, who, who would not be a prime target for doing a subject to deal with you. And so for example, if I go in here to my, I don't know, we talked about pre foreclosures. Let's look at pre foreclosures here. The way that each one of these, uh, one, each one of these lessons inside this course are, are laid out is we have a, uh, a video lesson that comes as soon as you as soon as you get into it, the video is available for you right there. Uh, we install, or we actually plug in links here. I'm a big fan of Property List Manager. Do you know what that is, William? Uh, no, I don't. Yeah. So Property List Manager allows me. Um, a lot of people have heard of uh, list stacking. It allows me to stack lists on top of one another. And so. Each one of these, each one of these modules, you're going to see what I include here is my, my actual, I'll, I include a download to the pre-foreclosure letter that I send. This is almost identical to the one that I, 
in that video that I created for you. And then what I do is I provide you the vendor. I'm going to provide you the exact mail piece. And this is the most important part is the mail frequency. When does this piece of mail go out? When do you hit, you know, when do you hit the seller with it? And then what frequency do you keep, what frequency do you follow up with that seller if you're going to be sending mail? This, and the way that I have this set, and this one, of course, I think we both know um, with pre-foreclosure, you're going to have different frequencies based upon whether or not it's a judicial state or a non-judicial state. Right. Non-judicial states, I've seen them, I've seen properties sell in, you know, 20 days, you know, from the time that they're, they're listed publicly. So, so we'll have our, our vendor, we'll have our mail piece, the exact mail piece that I send out, and then our frequency. On top of that, now this one ha doesn't have stacking criteria. When I talk about stacking, we're talking about property list manager. Uh, and, and all property list manager is going to do is it allow you to upload all your lists into that, uh, into that tool. And then you can start stacking those lists or bouncing the names off of that list and see if they see if they hit on multiple uh, multiple different lists, and all you're doing is adding a layer of motivation, um, and and you're essentially creating a new master list to mail to. So each one of these each one of these lists that you see down here on this side, they each have their very own little system built in as to how you are going to mail this list. That being said, Mr. Tingle and I uh, have agreed that I approached him about this and, and uh, it was really nerve wracking because William is, uh, he's just huge in this space. So I, uh, I could not appreciate what you've done, you've done to help out here anymore. What we have agreed to do is, let me get back to the page here. And you can see all the courses that are still in development here. But what we've agreed to do here, this is the course we're talking about, Marketing for Motivated Subject to Sellers. And I'm just going to skip through all of this salesy type stuff because I want to get down to this. With every single order of Marketing for Motivated Subject to Sellers, Mr. Tangle has graciously agreed to throw in a copy, a hard copy nonetheless, of the Ultimate Marketing Guidebook. And I'm telling you, I've been through this thing. It is the perfect complement to this online course. And I'm telling you, if you, if you like having a physical product, um, this is, I just don't think there's any other product out there that, that comes close to what, to what William has put together here. So William, thank you very much for this. This is uh, this is greatly appreciated. It's going to be a the perfect complement to this to this online course. What we have agreed to, though, now we're selling this we're selling this whole entire package for three hundred ninety seven bucks. The entire thing. Uh, what you have to do is you have to sign up for the course, and once you're inside that course, there's a module inside the course that if I can find it, I've already gone past it. But there's a module inside the course where you're gonna where you're gonna order your hard copies. William's gonna get the order form. He's gonna ship this out to you. We're even gonna cover shipping in this thing. This is absolutely free to you. No charge. No charge whatsoever. It's included in the in the online course marketing for motivated subject to sellers. I don't know, William. Would you buy that? Oh, in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could have got those kind of prices when I got started. I'll tell you, Jeff, when, uh, back when I got started 20 years ago, I mean, the, uh, you know, the price for, for one course and, and I mean, you guys, you're, you're giving mine away basically with your course here, but you know, thousand bucks was the standard. Oh yeah. I, I don't involved. I can't begin to tell you. Uh, I'm, I'm embarrassed to tell you <laughs> yeah. how much I've paid for courses like this. And, and we bought, 
you know, dozens and dozens and dozens of them. I mean, because that's what you do. Yeah. People go out today and they'll spend $50,000 for a marketing degree at a university and have $50,000 in student loan debt uh, to get a job making $35,000 a year. And when you consider the average profit uh, on a, a marginal equity sub two deal over three years between down payment, cash flow, and back end is over 50 grand. Right. Uh, that's, a, that's a pretty, pretty fair return on a $397 investment, I would say. I, I would think that uh, that could more than pay for your investment here. Yeah, I think well, so. And, yeah. <laughs> but so, yeah, the, I just, um, I want to reiterate, you know, this thing is not yet complete. There's a lot more content that's got to be put into this. Uh, but as you can see, what we've built out so far inside this, I mean, this is going to keep you, this is going to keep you busy. And really what you need to be doing inside of this is probably picking two to three of these lists. I wouldn't get in here and just start hammering all these lists. I mean, you're, yeah. you, you know, you do have a budget but it's available to you. And, and I'm telling you all of this stuff, I have mailed all of these lists. All of these lists are tested. Uh, I've, got, uh, I've got all the metrics to back all this stuff up. And then a bonus inside William's course is he actually has a, a, a section in here on marketing for buyers, which I don't even, that's a whole separate course offering for me. Uh, but you're going to get that right inside William's marketing course. I'm telling you. It's a fantastic deal. Um, so everything we've we've talked about, everything we've touched on here, uh, I've tried to address inside this course. And if I can't address it, then William's course certainly can't address it for you. And uh, I just feel like, you know, short of just adding a few more uh, modules here and and updating this and and or adding to this course rather. I just feel like there's not a, a better bargain anywhere that I've seen. If you're marketing for motivated subject to sellers, there's just no better. Uh, there's just no better compromise here. You've got a physical product and a digital product that you can access anytime. What do we think? I, I agree, Jeff. I mean, uh, between, you know, the marketing information that we're going to provide for them and then you're breaking it down for them as far as lists go, which, you know, I'm, I, I've pretty much explained how I do lists and we, we pretty much rifle target that stuff, but you break this down, show them what mailing piece to use, the frequency of the mailing. So, I mean, I don't see how you can go wrong. It looks like a, a quick start basically here on, on how to get, get sellers and then we'll show them how to, how to reel in the buyers. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, I think it's a very well-rounded um, offering here. So if you're looking for a, for a marketing course for, for subject two deals, now this is subject to specific, uh, we don't, I don't market to anything, but subject to, you know, that's all that I do is subject to, uh, same as William. Uh, if you want to get more information on this course, head to, uh, sub to empire.com and click on courses. There's a courses link up top. Also, William, you want to uh, quickly plug your, uh, plug your website and everything you got uh, on that website. Well, uh, you know, they can of course look at the product, uh, uh, at sub2deals.com. I don't know why they wouldn't want to go straight to you and get all the additional information I, uh, that you have to offer. But, you know, we have some sub2 stuff there as well. And we're uh, proud to work with Jeff. I know Jeff's a full-time investor. I've known him for a few years now and a great guy. And we don't have a video product. So, uh, I mean, obviously, I mean, he would be the way to go if you like video. Uh, and, uh, you know, we're, we're kind of old school. We don't have video at this point. Uh, we just do the, 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 the physical courses, but, uh, you know, if you're interested in, in sub two material, uh, we also have a couple other things that we offer there with, uh, regard to, you know, we've got Brian Whitmire's product, the strategic and tactical real estate secrets. That's a very hard book to find. It's great, great content on how just some basic stuff, how to draft a deed or, or a mortgage, uh, when I got started, you know, that was a, a really good product just to teach you some basic stuff that I think any elite investor should know how to do. So, yeah, a lot of people are yeah. clueless about, about that type of, I mean, I think I just read uh, maybe somebody in your, in your group, your Facebook group this morning that was wondering, uh, wondering about how to fill out a purchase agreement. Yeah. And so, I mean, yep. Basic, basic uh, stuff. So definitely yeah. um, this, this one personally, I'm probably going to, pick up 
Um, but yeah, go check out, go check out sub2deals.com and um, check out what William has available to offer here. And then also, I want you, I, the reason I went to this page is because I want you to see, William retails this course for 297. And like I say, it's physical product, fantastic product. We are offering both courses, the physical product and the online product, 397 bucks. Yeah. I don't think it can be beat. Yeah, you can't beat that. So, William, I don't know about you, but um, my mouth is dry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hear you. And my throat is starting to hurt. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're talking too much. We usually don't talk this much unless we're talking to sellers. So. Yeah, yeah. And anyway, folks, 397, you're going to get the online access to marketing for motivated subject to sellers. And you're also going to get William's product, the ultimate marketing guidebook from sub2deals.com. That's all I've got. William, how about you? Have you, you got anything you'd like to, uh, to add? Well, uh, I would just say uh, action takers are money makers. So pick uh, the material up and buy some houses. There we go. All right, guys. Sub2empire.com, uh, sub2deals.com. Again, I appreciate all of your, uh, all of your efforts here, William, and, and appreciate you um, offering your product here uh, to fold this in with mine. And I think it's, I think it's going to be fantastic. Well, I appreciate you, Jeff. I can't think of anyone that I would uh, rather work with. So, yeah, appreciate it. Honor to do that. All right, everybody take care. Thanks for joining us here. Uh, we will talk to you and see you out in the groups uh, very soon. Mm -hmm.